we have reached that point in the week when we do consumer protection, and there is no better person to talk consumer protection with, in my humble opinion, than Jamie Court. Jamie Court is spelled C-O-U-R-T, and he is the president of Consumer Watchdog. He's been with us nearly from the beginning. Once a week, we do consumer protection with our friend Jamie Court. Check him at consumerwatchdog.org. That is the group, consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie Court's got a lot of great colleagues right there at consumerwatchdog.org. And a topic, if you've been part of the team for any time at all, you know one of our topics here has been the self-driving cars and how quickly the technology and the government is moving, even though they're real safe issues. Well, it happened again. Jamie, thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Always love being here, Norm. You and I have talked about Tesla and autopilot. You have talked about a death in an accident. I believe it was in Florida. There have been problems with this autopilot. I remember reading a guy put it on autopilot and climbed into the backseat of his car. And so now we have another accident. Jamie, it's right in our backyard. A Tesla autopilot, another accident. Fortunately, no one died. No one even got hurt. Jamie, what happened? Well, you had a black Tesla, uh, it was a sports uh, vehicle, driving uh, 65 miles an hour, and the driver said he was on autopilot, and he ran into the back of a parked fire engine on the 405 freeway. And uh, no one was hurt, fortunately, but uh, it was a lot of you know damage to the vehicle. Um, the truck was strong. But it, the scary part about it is, is, if you believe the driver that the car was on autopilot, is that it... It's the same scenario we've seen in these other crashes where a Navy sealed out in Florida. Uh, going, it, it didn't, the, the autopilot didn't see a truck, a white truck in its way. And then a China crash where a video we have actually on our YouTube channel, consumerwatchdog.org YouTube channel. The car is driving. You just see the, the, the cam right from the dashboard of the car driving and drives right into the back of a street sweeper going about 65 miles an hour. And the reason is the Tesla autopilot's they, they rely on a video camera that doesn't do well seeing color when it's against a sky, uh, a certain color that, you know, doesn't stand out against the background. So like a gray sky, it was a gray street sweeper in China, a white sky, it was a white truck in uh, Florida. In this case, it was kind of, it was a red fire truck. Uh, so I, I, I but, but, but for some reason, if this was on autopilot, the same scenario, the video doesn't see the color of the truck thinks it's just driving straight into sky or, or night or day or whatever, and doesn't see the, the radar, which is the other autopilot function, shoots underneath the truck because the car is too low. And that's why they run into trucks. And this looks like a classic scenario that Tesla hasn't fixed. Tesla's answer was, oh, well, autopilot, you're supposed to be attentive and take over when that happens. Well, you know, if you're driving 65 miles an hour on autopilot and there's a truck in front of you, uh, who knows if you have time to hit the brakes and if you have time to hit the brakes, you know, it, it might be dangerous too, but you're not in an something called autopilot really thinking, oh, well, maybe I need to pilot the car. That's why you put on autopilot. So, you know, there's this contradiction that Tesla's put forth, uh, even in the marketing videos, uh, Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, you know, has his hands off the wheel and he's dancing with his wife, with their hands off the wheel and they're singing and dancing and not paying attention. But then, you know, when something goes wrong, people are supposed to have their hands on the wheel. The Department of Motor Vehicles in California has a rule that actually would call any type of autom autonomous vehicle technology that is uh, exaggerated or uh, that is named uh, something that, that gives a false impression of security 
And autopilot is one of those things. The regulation hasn't taken effect yet. But this is the type of thing we're going to be using, the petition, the DMV, to tell Tesla it can't call it autopilot if it doesn't work like an autopilot, and it should fix its function. So uh, I think we need to have more monitoring of the crashes. And that's the other problem is ordinarily uh, in these crashes you'd see uh, the National Traffic Highway Safety Administration uh, or, or, you know, the Safety Board come in and do an investigation. Uh, the federal government's not investigating anything anymore. Now it's under Trump's uh, rubric. And then the Department of Motor Vehicle, it's not even clear, is investigating this. We had mentioned to the media that Tesla knows whether the auto function is on, the autopilot function is on, because it gets a, a wireless signal about it. And Tesla's response to uh, CBS News anyway was, uh, we're not sure we're going to check it. So the bigger problem is when these robot cars crash, there doesn't seem to be any state or federal authority that's going in and asking the tough questions to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, it's becoming just part and parcel of having robot car technology on the roads. And that's that's very worrisome. And the car companies are being completely irresponsible about it because they don't have anything to worry about from federal regulators. Uh, they don't have anything to really you know worry about because they have an awful lot of money to pay out lawsuits. So they're not being forthcoming and they're not fixing the problems. Well, Jamie, the feds actually said they would start to investigate this, but I share your skepticism. Announcing to the press in the heat of the moment that there would be a federal investigation uh, certainly quells the demands for the public that somebody do something about this. And then, of course, when all the public looks somewhere else, the federal investigations say, oh, everything's fine, and nobody ever hears about that. And, Jamie, I'm heartened to know that you were on TV about this because it happened right here in L.A. The local channel, too, KCBS, had you. And the video is right there at ConsumerWatchdog.org. I'm looking at you right there, ConsumerWatchdog.org on my screen. So we're talking to Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, the president of ConsumerWatchdog.org. And you can see the video of Jamie Court talking to local L.A., Channel 2, CBS, about this crash. And, uh, Jamie, the part that astounds me is uh, leaving aside the fact that it was 65 miles an hour into a, into a stopped fire engine. And, and the video, I mean, the video of the crash is horrific. The whole front of the car is crunched in. I mean, it's amazing that nobody got hurt. That's, that's really great, but uh, totally fortuitous. The part that really gets me about autopilot is that Tesla just rolls it out straight to the software download to the car. There's no review. There's no testing. There's no third party that gets to say, hey, I see a couple of problems here. Maybe we can troubleshoot this thing before you put it out live. Jamie, going straight from the from the Tesla lab to the street strikes me as very unwise and dangerous. It is, and it's it's it's. we've pointed out that this is an unauthorized use of, 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 of autonomous vehicle technology. They've in California had to get permission to test autonomous vehicles, but Tesla says this isn't an autonomous vehicle. This is a function, and it's car no different than cruise control. And that's how it treats it. Uh, and yet uh, we've had, of all the, the car companies, we've had two deaths we know about from Tesla autonomous functions because uh, no one's regulating them and no one's watching them, and then the only thing you can do is go in after the fact and investigate them. But in the other situations, uh, in California anyway, we're going to be getting some very good data about all the 20 other companies that are actually testing autonomous vehicle technology from Google to General Motors and find out how many times they had to disengage uh, their auto function and the test driver who was in the car had to take over. In the case of Tesla, it's not going through that situation because it claims it's a different type of function and no one's held their feet to the fire. Uh, in fact, it hasn't even filed any 
sort of sort of voluntary assessment of its own technology with the department with the federal national traffic highway safety administration which is what all the car companies are supposed to do if they deploy an autonomous vehicle they're supposed to file you know voluntary assessments to explain why it's safe only gm has done that and gm has done that because uh it deployed a vehicle uh, and was criticized by us and others for not having that online and then it put it online and i i think i do have to give credit for for google actually because it's a company called waymo has filed a safety assessment but other than that the rest of the companies they're testing haven't even voluntarily told us in their own words why we should trust these cars on the road which is just horrible because that's the only protection we have under the uh, national traffic highway safety administration not even rules but they're voluntary guidelines well, Jamie, the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board said they're going to investigate, and I know Consumer Watchdog's going to keep their feet to the fire. And, Jamie, I've got to move us over to another really monstrous topic. I mean, this car accident, this test autopilot thing, we've talked about it a lot, and we'll keep talking about it. But, Jamie, there has now been a second court ruling that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the federal President Obama-sponsored, Senator Elizabeth Warren conceived, and President Obama got it through Congress, through Dodd-Frank, There's now a federal judge who has twice ruled that Donald Trump can replace the departed director, Richard Cordray, a good Democrat, with his own budget director, Mick Mulvaney, who is an avowed enemy of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And we now have two federal rulings. It looks like Congress can't kill it. It looks like they won't be able to ultimately destroy it in the long run or or kill it for the long term. But they certainly appear to have disabled it in the short run. And it looks like as long as Donald Trump's in the White House, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, you know, they're already starting to settle suits for pennies on the dollar. Uh, You know, there's examples going around uh, of how they're already, you know, falling down on the job. But Jamie, I don't want to give up. I mean, state attorneys general have roles to play and bring consumer protection cases. Even county district attorneys, private attorneys bring consumer protection cases. Jamie, without the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, it's only been around a few years. What do we do to protect ourselves as consumers from predatory business practices like from payday lenders, Wells Fargo, and those guys? Well, it's real hard because, uh, for instance, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which was uh, the budget request for this group, which is the federal consumer watchdog, commonly referred to as the federal consumer watchdog, was zero dollars. Zero dollars? Hello. Zero dollars? That's that's what the Trump administration asked for, uh, which tells you it doesn't want it to do anything if it doesn't have gain money. Uh, But it's already repealed or revoked the rule uh, it applied to payday lenders to to prevent usurious um, uh, rates. And the payday lenders were celebrating in the streets, literally saying, you know, this is great. We don't have to limit uh, what kind of interest rates we we can charge. We can charge 100%. And uh, the payday lenders were one of the first targets of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So that means poor people who can't get from paycheck to paycheck uh, aren't going to have the protections that they would have had. Uh, and, and, and we're seeing it, you know, obviously with the, the, the lack of any enforcement cases since Trump has come into, um, into, uh, uh, into power in the White House. Mulvaney is going to just uh, simply, you know, put the freeze button on and, and, and freeze everything down, especially if there's a zero budget request. That means we're not going to have any staff for the agency if that's approved. It's, it's, it's I think, part of how much hostility we've seen from the president towards all consumer issues, every consumer issues. Uh, and uh, he's, you know, maybe because he was the target of some lawsuits for fraud, 
uh, maybe just because he's he is uh, the personification of the worst side of corporate America, of its greed, of its of its um, callousness, of its lewdness. Uh, I mean, he is the worst personification of any corporation in America, and um, and I think he's he's just playing that right down the line. There are a lot of people hurt. People are going to get uh, really rotten mortgage deals because the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau took over from HUD a lot of the, the regulation of the mortgage industry. And if we're not careful, we're going to have another bubble one day uh, that's going to burst. And if we already have a bubble we don't know about, it's a lot less likely to be detected with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau on the sidelines. Well, Jamie, the, the lay of the land, as it were, for consumer protection uh, before the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was very scattered on the federal level, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's why we have the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, because there were all, I mean, it was just this agency had this piece, this agency had this piece. There was the Federal Trade Commission lurking around out there. It was all very confusing and scattered and a lot of buck passing. And that's why Senator Warren said, let's have a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and consolidated all this. Jamie, is there any hope that we can weather the storm with state attorneys generals, counties, district attorneys using state consumer protection laws, private lawsuits, class actions as as available until such time as we can get a real resuscitation? I mean, it, it, we've done it before. Can't we do it again? I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Uh, but I also think it is um, something that should be quantified, the damage that's being done here. The irony is right as we've... Uh, taken away a lot of the protections uh, under the tax code for homeowners. I mean, mortgage interest for uh, home equity loans, for instance, is no longer tax deductible. And there's a cap on on mortgage interest uh, in the future. Uh, And, you know, there's going to be some crazy new financial products that come around, and we're not going to have a watchdog to make sure they actually live up to the bargain. We have interest rates on the rise. When interest rates go on the rise, that's when credit card companies, you know, have an incentive to sign up more people and uh, start new scams, and right as we're going to have a proliferation of, of higher interest rates and greater debt, we're going to not have a watchdog to make sure that it's all administered fairly. Jamie, so it's really I, incompatible with a balanced vision. I know it's true. Everything you're saying is true. I know it's true. I'm still, I'm just an optimistic guy, and I'm hoping that we can weather the storm with a combination of state attorneys generals, some county prosecutors. Uh, zealously, I understand it's random and haphazard. It's better to have the CFPB. But, Jamie, we got to weather the storm, and I've got to leave it there. But we will weather the storm. We're more than a year into the Trump era already. We're still here. We're still slugging. If you don't know our friend Jamie Court, please go on to consumerwatchdog.org on the internet consumerwatchdog.org check out the video of jamie court on local la channel 2 talking about that tesla crash and jamie thanks so much for being a great voice for consumers and we'll talk to you again next week